Good morning, everybody. Sorry, we a couple minutes late. At this point, we'll just continue through. I hope everybody's had a great week. Um, I do need to give you a news update on the COVID-19. Uh, this is what was given to me this morning. Jesus is still king. So there you have it for the COVID-19. So this morning, I just want to, I want to just basically go back and piggyback on what we were talking about last week with fear, because I, I really think that this is something that is, um, it's basically become a, a food for people, I think, right now. Um, we, we turn our focus so much on what's going on around us that we have a tendency to drop the focus on what we should be um, feeding on. Um, so one thing that come into my spirit this week, and I've been thinking about it for I don't know, two or three days here, here recently and just really meditating on this whole idea of David when he got struck with fear when Saul was after him. And, and David left the palace and he escaped to the cave of Adullam. And uh, so this morning, I, I want to go into that context a little bit and I want to just talk a little bit more about fear because I think this is something that that we need to attack, that we need to hit. Um, it's got to be a full face on frontal. I mean, it, this can't be something that 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 we play around with or that we joke about or whatever. But because there's there's several different things that can happen with fear if we're not careful. And and believe it or not, we we all have this we all have this fear that has been built and created in us. Um, but that fear is different than what I'm seeing right now that's being produced out of people. But we'll get a little bit further into that. Um, so anyway, if you've got your Bibles, and I've already told everybody, grab your coffee and your pen and your paper, and let's take some notes and set at God's table this morning and see what he's got for us. But if you've got your Bibles, just go ahead and uh, let's look into 1 Samuel, and uh, we'll go to chapter 22. And uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the first five verses of that, and uh, then we'll 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 come off of that and see what God's got for us. So First Samuel chapter twenty-two, starting at verse one through five. David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. So when his brothers and all of his father's house heard it, they went down there to him, and everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt. And everyone who was discontented gathered to him. Boy, wasn't that a crowd of people. I'd love to have those kind of people just flood in. I'm sure everybody else would too. So he became captain over them. And there were about 400 men with him. And this isn't counting the women and children again. They always count just the men in the, in the household um, when they're doing this type of thing. But then it said, then David went from there to Mizpah of Moab. Now, you have to remember that his great-grandmother was from Moab, right? Remember Ruth? So I, I've, I have a feeling there that David went back to his family, back to his roots. But anyway, and he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and mother come here with you till I know what God will do for me. So he brought them before the king of Moab, and they dwelt with him all the time that David was in the stronghold. Now the prophet Gad said to David, Do not stay in the stronghold. Depart and go to the land of Judah. So David departed 
and went into the forest of Hereth. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning that we have another opportunity. God, that we might not be able to gather, be able to get together physically, but we can come together, Father, via Facebook and maybe not so much YouTube this morning, but just through media. And Father, this morning, I would just ask that over the ones that watch now and maybe even watch later, God, that you would, that you would allow this word to rest in their spirit. And Father, that, that it would bring peace and a comfort to their minds in, in, in these trying times, Father, that we have standing before us. And Father, we just thank you again that Jesus is still King. Father, no matter what we face, God, we know that we have one that we can turn to and that we know that in him we find our protection, our healing, and our hope. So, Father, this morning I ask that you just bless each and every one. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. What we've got here, we, we find David running and, and, and just being struck by fear for a moment. And, and running from, from that thing. And, and this fear that we're talking about here is, is this natural fear. I was telling you that there was a fear that we were born with. A fear that we were created with. And that would be one of those fears. And there's actually three different types of fears. And I'll just touch on them very briefly and then we'll keep moving. But there, there's a natural fear and... That's the apprehension and, um, of approaching evil and impeding danger. Then you've got a sinful nature, not, not only of, of our own infelicities, but our fault as well. Um, it's, it's something that, a, a thing that's not appropriate. That would be that type of fear. And then there's a spiritual fear. This is the antidote for the sinful fears that we have. Um, th- this... The spiritual fear that we have, this is the, this is the fear that, that, that God wants us to have, that fear of Him, um, where the Bible says to fear God, and, and fearing God is the beginning of wisdom. Um, so there's three different types of fear, and I'm just going to attack just one of these this morning, and we're, we're talking about the natural fear. This is the one that causes us to run when we feel like we're in danger, this gives us a, a a striving inside of us to survive um, this type of thing. And, and this is where David was at. David found himself running from Saul, um, not, not because of anything else other than the fear that Saul may kill him. So this was a natural fear that he, that he separated himself and that he retracted himself to protect himself. And I think a lot of times that in our lives, we're all faced with something. It's just like now, this, this fear that I think that started, it, it wasn't so much a, a bad fear, it was just the fear of survival. And, and now that we have gotten to a place where we have retracted, and, and the country itself almost, all in all, has retracted, and, and we're finding ourselves locked up in our homes and just just hanging out at home and not being able to go out and socialize um, person to person or face to face, but we're able to sit and maybe talk over the phone or whatnot. But we, we begin with that fear of just 
survival. Not that that's using the wisdom basically. That that's not going out and and getting in the face of this thing that's taking place, but it's it's retracting ourselves and and secluding ourselves for a moment so that this thing can pass by and that we can move on and continue um, with our lives. And and this is where I feel that David was. David David retracts into this cave for a moment. He finds himself in a in a, a a certain situation of fear, and, and God sees this, and I, I think God sees it in us. You know, when, when even though that we're sitting now and, and we're sitting in our homes in fear, I don't believe that's where God intends us to stay. Um, I entitled this message, From Fear to the Forest, because David was brought, he, he retracted himself originally for fear, and then God began to position David he didn't allow David to stay in one place too long to be thinking about and, and to be overwhelmed by all of this other stuff that was going on. Remember the people that were brought to him. The people that were brought to him, it, it said that they were, uh, they were distressed, everybody was in debt, everybody who was discontented. All of those people gathered with David. And could you imagine having to sit in a place where all you ever heard was the discontentment? was the complaining and was, was the, the fear and the worry and the anxieties. And if that's what you have to set inside of, if that becomes your environment, then I believe that we, we as people, we, we move from that natural fear into a sinful fear. We, we begin doing things that's not appropriate, like going out and doing what we're doing now with buying up everything. And, I mean, if we would just go on and move on through life as life was just the norm, I believe that everything would be okay. We would get past what we got to get past and we can move on into the victories that God's already got a line for us. I'm, I'm not here this morning to say, number one, that, that God has put this type of thing in our lives. I'm not saying that, um, that this was meant to, to call the church into repentance or any, that, that's not what I'm going after at all. What I am trying to approach and go after this morning is the fact that it's okay that we feared enough to throw a guard up that we might protect ourselves, but it's not okay that we set in that fear and now it's the fear of the thing that attacks us that has become our focus. We have gone away from having the fear of protection, which is okay, to now idolizing that which attacks us and now we're fearing that thing and and that's not the case it was just like David in the cave I mean when David was sitting in the cave the the fear the fear of Saul was what drove him there but it was the fear of him maintaining and protecting himself that's what kept David God moved him from place to place to place and and when when David would move from here to there under this protection, it wasn't allowing David a lot of time to sit and ponder and wander and to focus on what was taking place with Saul and allowing anger and anxiety and all of these other issues to rise up inside. And that's just a precautionary word that I want to give to the church this morning is the fact that I do understand that we have things that are going on around us. That is a fact. I get that and I understand that. But I don't think that is something that should be a thing that we dwell on every day of our lives. We're constantly, we will keep updated on that. But this was the thing that was taking place when David was driven to the cave. He was driven from the cave to the forest. He went from place to place and God was positioning 
him to move to a higher place. There were some things that I found that was kind of interesting when I started looking at these, this city of Adullam, um, where this cave was originally set. And if you get back into uh, 2 Chronicles um, chapter 11, you'll find there that where it talks about Rehoboam, and uh, Rehoboam was actually the ones that went in and, and set these cities up around Judah. And it was, it was kind of funny, not kind of funny, but the way these cities were set up, they were set up in like a circular type of, of uh, setting. And they were meant for the protection of Judah. And everything in those cities, Rehoboam was actually going and he fortified these cities. He, he, he made sure that these cities had food, they had oil, they had wine. He made sure that all of these cities had their spears and whatnot to keep, to keep them protected. He made them strongholds for the city of Judah. And if you remember, Judah means praise. Now here we have this city of Adullam or this cave of Adullam. These, these uh, cities were down in the valleys. And the, the Judah, Judah is made up of the Judean mountains, and Judea mountains, I mean, that, that brings us to a higher place. So I'm sitting and just meditating on this, and I'm going, God, what is so interesting about this that you won't allow me to come away from it? Well, this is kind of what I got. There, all of the battles that we face in life, all the battles we face are typically in our, uh, in our valleys. They're, they're at the, most times, they're at the bottom of us of what's taking place in our life. They're, they're hitting us, hitting us at the, the most inopportune times. We're, we're not ready for them. We don't want them. But here we are. We're, we're fighting these things in the valleys, but there's reasons that we're fighting in, in, the, in the valleys because everything that Rehoboam was bringing to these cities in the valleys, he equipped these cities to withstand these battles. Now, there's some battles, and I understand there are some battles in our lives that can only be won on the mountaintops. And we have, to be, we have to be spiritually minded enough to understand and to be able to see what it is that we're fighting against. Is it something that we can fix? Is it something that we can take care of? Because the natural things that we consider battles sometimes are just natural things. It's just life. It's just things that we have to face. And we have to get through it. We have to persevere. We have to keep pushing. We have to maintain faith. And, and, and these things are going to come in us all the time. Every season of our life, we're going to find these things. But there are some battles that we were talking about last week. The, some of these battles aren't yours. Some of these battles are the Lord's. And maybe these are these times when God is causing us to retract ourselves to a cave of Adullam. We're going, we're, getting, we're inside of fortified cities. Man, we have gone home. We're inside of our own home where we feel the most comfortable. But it's in these times that we should be seeking God more than we're seeking the problem. But I think we've turned our focus and we look at the problem more than what we're looking at the solution. And when God told, when, when God had Gad come and, and tell David, that I want you to leave from here. I don't want you to stay here. I want you to move. I want you to go to the forest. Well, the forest, those were... At the mountains. They were in the mountains of Judah. And, and what it is, God is trying to get us to, to think higher. We, remember we talked about think on these things? 
those things that are pure, those things that bring hope. Let's think on those things. And, and that's where I believe that God is right now is trying to position the church. And we, we look at these cities and how they surrounded Judah. And, well, it's, it's these times that they're protecting Judah. And Judah was actually situated in the city. They, they said that the Judean mountains is the heartland of Judah. And here the heartland in the center, shouldn't that be what is the center focus of our life? Shouldn't that be our praise? Because that's what we were originally created for anyway. We were created to praise and to worship God. But we have caught ourselves up. We caught ourselves up into praising and worshiping other things. I'm not saying that you're out bowing down to, to all of this stuff that's going on. I'm just saying that our focus, our focus has to be set in higher places. See, when we talk about when we talk about repenting, I mean we we've basically come engaged repentance as as turning a 180 and walking a different life and 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 that that is part of it and and I do understand that but but repent pent is the top and re is to do again. So I think that God is trying to get us to get to the top again. Get our minds and get our thoughts and our focus on top of the mountains again. Well, let's get with him. Let's get in in his arena. Let's take a look at a, a broader scale of things and what is taking place. What can happen in our life? What isn't happening? What can we do to make things happen? But I, I really think that God is trying to get us into his worship, into his place. And, and that's where we find our hope, right? We don't, we don't find our hope in everything else that's taking place around us. But we do have to get inside of and so that's kind of what we're going to talk about a little bit this morning. And uh, the, the, this cave where we, we talk about this cave of Adullam, it's, it's in the valley of Elah. And uh, here we are fighting down here. And, and man, it's hard to fight down here because we just, we, we feel like we're at our lowest pot um, or our lowest point in life, not our lowest spot, but our lowest point in life. And we just don't feel like that we have enough. We're, we're running out of energy. We're, we're, running, we're running out of fuel. This is why it's so important for the church to make sure that when we have the opportunity to be on the mountaintops, that we take that time. And not only do we take that time, but, but we hold it sacred. We hold it dear. We, we dig deeper. And I, and I think that's what's going on right now. God's, we, we, we've been pushed into a place Man, you've got so much time on your hands now to seek God. What are you doing? What do you do with it? Now that you can't go out and run around and now that you can't go out and do this and do that. What, what are you doing with that time? Do you seek God more? Do you meditate on his word? And, and, and I believe that's where we need to be coming. And God is wanting to position us. Man, when this thing is over, I, I just look for just a, a huge explosion once this thing is over. I, I, I see the economy booming. I see the churches flourishing. I see a lot of things taking place and, and causing increase and lift in not only the country, but in our cities and in our communities, in our churches, in our faith. There, there's going to be a lift. And my question to you would be this morning, are you going to be a part of that lift? Or will you continuously be left in the valleys? And will you fight the next thing that comes? Will you fight it from the place in the valley? Or will you fight it from the place on the mountaintop? Where will you fight your next battle from? 
in Psalms, I think it was Psalms 57, where, where, where David was crying out. This was during this time that he was, that he was fleeing from Saul. And, and he was saying, be merciful on me, O God. Be merciful on me. He said that it's in you that I trust. It's, it's under the shelter of your wings that, that I will take refuge until the calamities pass me by. Be merciful on me, O God. And, and, and this is, man, if, if we could get to that point to where we could turn our focus from what caused the original fear that made us go and retreat, take our focus at that point and push it up and get back into God's palace and spend our time with Him, I would, I would dare to say that you would come out of this thing quicker you would come out of this thing healthier. You would come out of this thing more prosperous. You would come out of this thing victorious. But if we sit and we, and we make ourselves continuously focus on what's going around. I mean, man, if you want news on this virus, all you have to do is just turn on a television, turn on a radio station, call a friend. All you have to, you will find out so much news about it. But what are you finding out about God's promises in your life? What about that focus? Since when did this virus become king? Jesus is still king. Always has been. Always will be. And the only way that we're ever going to come through this thing, and to come through this thing with a, with a good mind, I mean, because I'm sure this thing's probably driving people just crazy. But the only way that we're going to come out of this thing with a good mind and a healthy mind is getting back into what God intended for us. Man, we, we've gotten so spoiled that we thought that church was the place to go. And that's the only place that we can go and get fed. What, what are you doing now? How about your worship now? Where does your worship stand with God now? Is it just a once in a while live broadcast on Facebook? Somebody teaching the word, which isn't a bad thing, don't get me wrong. I thank God that we have this. But where is your worship? See, God drove David out of the fear and into the forest. He wanted him in Judah. He wanted him in his praise. The Bible tells us very plainly that he abides in the praises of his people. He inhabits the praises of his people. He stays in the praises of his people. He's there. That's where he is. If you need God in your life, if you need God in the time of troubles, it's in your praise. Man, if we sit on the curb and woe is me all of our life, God's not sitting there with that. The Bible doesn't say that. He says that he draws near to those that draw near to him. So I, I'm, I want to encourage the church, I want to encourage us as a body that, that we get away with the focus that we have drawn to and that we bring our perspective to the point and the elevation of our praise. At the mountaintop, when we get on top, we're able to see everything around us. You're, you're going to see a different side of things if you can get to that point. I'm not saying that we dis, discard What's going on? I'm not saying any of that. Please don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that if that is taking place of your praise, that's wrong. That has become your idol. And we can't have any other gods before him. 
So my encouragement this morning for, for the body as a whole is that, that we get to a point that we get away from feeding the frenzy, if you will, and that we call something different to come into, to come into motion. That, that we cause a different excitement, a different level of worship, a different level of praise, and that we can bring it to where God wants us to be. So I, I don't know if any of this is, is going to be helpful or not. I, I, I really don't know. I just I, I know that, that God put this thing on my heart this week and how we have maintained our focus differently and how God wants us to reposition ourselves. Man, can you, can you imagine when, when you're sitting there, when, when you're fighting, and, and it's okay to be in that fear and fight for a moment, but when you're fighting, can you imagine everything that you experience there in that fight? That you, 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 you experience the, the discontentments and, and the financial stresses. and I mean, Lord have mercy, we're, we're all experiencing all this right now. This has got an effect on us all over. But what it shouldn't have effect on, well, it should have an effect on our praise but it should heighten our praise. And I fear that we are allowing this to decrease our praise because we have allowed something else to consume our focus. So I don't, I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand that what we have as a church body, what, what you have as a Christian, what you have as a Christ follower, a believer, that other people don't. You have a hope. You, you, you have a hope in Jesus Christ that soon this will be gone. The Bible says that everything that we can touch and, and feel and everything that we see, it's all temporal. Everything around this is all temporary. The only thing that's eternal is what we can't see. And that's Him. We only see the reactions of him. We, we, we see the acts of him. But he is always eternal. So my encouragement today would be this. Take the moment that you have retreated out of fear, out of a good fear that you retreated to stay healthy, to, to keep your family safe. Take that time and utilize it to heighten the praise in your home to heighten the praise within yourself. That you use this time to, to draw closer. Man, could you, can you imagine if David would have allowed the hatred and the discontentment and everything that would, that, shoot, that would well up in us if someone was trying to literally kill us? Can you imagine if he would have allowed that to overwhelm him to the point that he would have stayed in the cave of Adullam and Saul would have fought him out or sought him out and got him there instead of cutting his robe like he did in another place instead of cutting just the corner of his robe he may would have cut his throat he may would have just taken him out 
But instead, in these times of positioning, as God moved him from, from one place to another, I have to say that, that God was taking him higher and higher and higher and higher. Every time that he would move, I would just have to say that God has taken him to a different elevation in him, bringing him closer to him. And when that time and that moment showed itself, that David appeared and walked in that position of highness that he wouldn't have walked when he was in the valley. And instead of taking Saul's life, he, matter of fact, if you go and continue reading through, through 1 Samuel there in 22, you'll find that, that the Bible says that David even told the people because it weighed so heavy on him that he dishonored Saul by even cutting his robe. I don't believe that our minds are going to think or we're going to receive that type of conviction if we're in the valleys and we're hanging around and, and we're sitting inside and letting anger and bitterness. We're not going to get that conviction. We're not going to hear it anyway. Or we won't receive it. But because of where David was and how close David was to God, God was able to convict his heart and tell him, even though you didn't take his life, you still dishonored him by cutting his robe. Man, can you imagine how much we dishonor because of the things that we do and we don't even recognize it because we're not taking the moments and going to a higher place in him. I don't know about you, but I've just, I feel like that God's really impressed this and he's really wanting us to stand up. He's really wanting us to position ourselves. I don't know where you stand with it, but I do know where I stand. And when we come out of this thing, I want to be able to come out, I want to be able to come out like the Hebrew children did. I want to come out not even smelling like what it was that I walked through. I don't want to come out of this thing feeling and looking and having the effects of what this thing could brought could have brought. I want to come out victorious. I want to come out not smelling like smoke. But I want to come out showing that God's glory is still over his people. And that his mercies are forever. No matter what. No matter what. So I would encourage you today. Take this time. Take this season, draw closer to him than you ever have. Trust that he will deliver, because he will. He always has. Let's not get our minds twisted. Let's not get our hearts hardened. And let's stay focused on him. You know, you, you may be watching today and you don't even... Maybe you don't even know why you even watched. But I want to tell you something that you watched for a purpose. God had you watch today because you're the one that I'm talking to. You're the one that needed to hear that there's hope in Christ. It's not in this world. It's not in the financial market. It, it's, it's not in healthcare. The, the hope's not there. But God bless every one of them. But the hope's not there. The hope is in him. And he promised that he will never withhold any good thing 
So this morning, if you're sitting there and you're watching and maybe you don't have Christ. Maybe you was watching this morning in hopes that you would learn more about who Jesus really is. I'd like to offer you an opportunity this morning to know who that man is. And his name is Jesus. He came that we could all have life and, and have it more abundantly. See, I don't, I don't want you to go through this if you don't have a personal relationship. I don't, I don't want you to go through this and think that this is God's fault. I don't, I don't want you coming out of this and blaming God that he done this. See, we, we, we get so caught up in this thing and we, I, hear these, I hear these words all the time that God is in control. And ultimately, he is. But the way that he set up dominion on this earth, he's only in control of the things in which we will allow him to be control of. See, if you don't want Jesus in your life, he won't intrude. If you don't want Jesus to fix something in your life, he won't fix it. If you want to keep him out of your life, you can do that. I would beg that you wouldn't. But you can if you wish. So this morning, if you don't know Christ, I'd like to invite you. I'd like to invite you to meet Jesus. And I'm not, I'm not going to try to put out any type of, of prayer for you. If, if you know when the Holy Spirit is calling you to salvation, you know there's something going on internally. And that's just the wooing of the Holy Spirit. God knows, God knows how to draw man. Matter of fact, God says that no man can come to salvation unless he draw them to it. So if you're sitting there this morning and you know something ain't right, that's God talking to you. He doesn't want you to run and be scared. He wants you to come to him, not from him. So this morning, why don't, why don't you take this moment, take this time to ask Jesus that he might come and live in your heart and, and, and dwell and be Lord over your life. Don't just be your Savior, be Lord. Don't just be your teacher, be Lord. Let him be Lord over your life. And I would pray that your eyes of your understanding be opened, that you would, that you would be quickened by the Holy Spirit as he began to speak to your heart and as he would have you call upon the name of Jesus because there is, there is no other way. There, there's no other means of salvation other than Jesus Christ. So if you'll do that this morning, man, I'll speak blessings over you, your family, and if you, if you accepted Christ today into your heart and, and you, you, you received him as your Lord and you're born again, and once you do that, man, you're sealed, the Bible says, by the Holy Spirit. He is your protector. He's your comforter. He's your guide. He's your teacher. He'll help you through it all. All of it. If you accepted Christ, man, I'd love to hear from you. You can respond back to Facebook. You can look up our website at onechurchroanoke.com. You, you can reach out to us by email. Um, you, however you see fit, we would love to hear from you. And I just want to pray a quick prayer over everybody, and then I'm going to let you go, and hopefully you'll chew on this.
just for a little while. And hopefully you'll get some nourishment out of it. Father, this morning, I thank you again that, God, you've given us so much wisdom in you. God, that you've given us an opportunity that, that we can draw so close to you that the pureness and the holiness and the glory of your light blinds us, Father, to those things that are around us that cause distractions. God, I thank you that, that you allowed David not to be distracted by everything in his life and, and cause him to miss you in opportunities. So, Father, I would pray that in our lives that you wouldn't allow us, God, to be distracted by the things of this world. But, God, that you would cause this thing to make us more focused on you. So God, as we continue through our day, Father, I want to bless those, Father, that accepted you as their Lord and Savior. Father, I thank you for them. God, I ask that you would cover them, their homes. God, that you would, that you would set up a hedge of protection around their families. God, that they too would walk through just like the Hebrew children. And God, when they come out of this thing, they're not going to be even smelling like they even experienced it. But God, they're going to come out. Man, people around them are going to look and go, what happened? What changed? And they would be able to, to edify that person through their testimony of how good and gracious that your love and mercy is to each and every one of us. So Father, this morning, I, I speak blessings over your people. I ask that you shelter them in the time of need. God, that you keep us in the palm of your hand that, that nothing is able to snatch us from. God, may you be glorified in everything that we do, everything that takes place in our life. May you be glorified. Because, Father, I believe your word. I believe your promises that everything will turn for the good. Father, for those that love and are called according to your purpose. And Father, we just bless your name. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Don't forget, um, we'll still be doing this on every Sunday. And uh, I hope that we continue to grow this. Um, if you would, we would just ask that you would continue to give. Um, your continued giving is, is what's going to be able to make this thing continue through. Um, I want to be able to come out of this and we continue to grow without having to, to hesitate or take a step back in anything and, and have to focus in areas. I want, to, I want to be able to hit the ground running, man. When, we get, when we're able to open these doors back up, I want to be sprinting. Um, and we want to be sprinting for the lives for Jesus. So God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.